Welcome to the Unexpected Podcast, where your hosts, Lee and Amy, carry on simple conversations about everything from life experiences, the current culture, God, and everything in between. And because Lee has put Amy through years of surprises, this is her time to surprise him with unexpected topics he won't be privy to until the microphone is on and the camera is rolling. This is the Unexpected Podcast. You going to do the introduction? This is Uncharted with... Uncharted? No. Okay. See, that fits with the theme, Unexpected. Uh, Oh, there it is. But are we going into Uncharted territory? Is that what you're getting at? I think it's because I don't know what the topic's going to be, so... Exactly. That's uh, where we decided to go with this whole podcast thing. Right. And... You just got off of working some long shifts. Oh, yeah. So you might yeah. be a little I'm, sleep deprived. A little deprived. bit, a little bit. But that's okay, yeah. because we're going to have a good time. We're going to talk about some whatever it is you're going to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but this is... Unexpected. Unexpected. With Lee and Amy. With Amy and Lee. However we want to say that. Lee and Amy. All right, However, that was a little confusing, but that's okay. We're going to keep going. Yeah. And it's all good. All right, well, you know Unexpected. what? Unexpected. As you unexpected, as you know, unexpected, we are going to get into a topic here. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we're going to get into a topic. We really are, oh. and Lee doesn't know anything about it. So, uh, before I really jump in and say this is what I thought we might talk about today, um, and just see where it goes, I'll give you a little hint. Okay. So we're going to be talking about. A particular farm animal that would kind of sum it up. Um, prairie dogs. It's not prairie dogs. No. Okay. And it's not really any farm animals that I don't think you ever worked with or that I worked with. You used to work on a farm, a couple yeah. of farms, right? Yeah, horse farms and different things like a cattle farm. and Yeah, dairy. Dairy, dairy. yeah. And I worked on a just a research farm, so kind mm. of That's where you farming. found me. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, I didn't find you on the farm. <laughs> Unexpected. I found you when I was working at the prison, but... We won't go there. Right. I wasn't in prison. He wasn't an inmate. Or was I? Anyway. All right. You're going to guess this farm animal that's okay. kind of kind of springs together our topic for today. So I'll give you a hint. I grew up eating this animal from time to time. The meat of this animal, obviously. Yeah. Hmm. Would that happen to be sheep? Oh. You like burger. Very good. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And mutton? Mutton. So I grew up eating sliced mutton, chopped mutton. Maybe not normal for a lot of people to from, have From grown Moonlight up. Barbecue and Old Hickory right. in Owensboro, right. Kentucky. Kentucky. Right, mm. right, right. So... It's pretty normal for us to eat, you know, like if you grow up eating something, like what is it the people from North Carolina eat? Liver mush? Liver mush. Okay. Yeah. So to them, that's pretty normal. I've had liver mush. I I like it. Deep fried. I've seen it. I don't know. I don't think I tried it. It's different. But, um, so if you grow up eating that kind of stuff, then you think it's pretty normal, Mm -hmm. you know? So I probably wouldn't be a big fan of mutton, which is sheep, um, if I didn't grow up eating it. But, you know. I love any chance I can get to it for it. Uh, I can 
any chance I can get it? That's okay. All right. All right. So here's yeah. what I want to do. I want to, because we're talking about sheep. All right. And so I, uh, I came across this book not long ago. Okay. You know, I like old books. Yeah. Um, it's a book by a guy named Charles McKay. And he was writing in the 1800s, 1841. Chuck. Chuck. I don't know that they called him Chuck. In 1841, he, um, he wrote a book called Extraordinary Popular Delusions and the Madness of Crowds. It sounds very familiar to something that I don't like. <laughs> sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I haven't read the whole book. I've just read bits and pieces. It's uh, pretty interesting, and it might actually serve for some upcoming topics as mm. well. But anyway, in the book, he said something very interesting. And I can tell you're so sleepy today. Oh. This oh, evening. Spend, yeah. <laughs> coffee. Yeah, we do have coffee. coffee. We don't just like, you know, sometimes you wonder like on shows, are they... What's really in the cup, you know? But it's this real is really coffee. coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Really coffee. For real though. All right. So Charles McKay said this. And he said, men, and remember, this was written in 1841. So when he's saying men, he's meaning people, humans. Okay. But he says, men, it has been well said, think in herds. Mm. Like sheep, right? Herd mentality. Ah. And then he goes on to say, it will be seen that they go mad in herds mm. while they only recover their senses slowly one by one. Mm. Wow. That sounds kind of familiar. Sound familiar? Sounds a very like, like what we're dealing with in society nowadays. It does, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. Uh, follow the herd. Right. They say this, do it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, I mean sometimes that's good though because it gives you a platform and a standard to live by. In some cases, it depends on the context. I bet, uh, I guess. Right, right. Like a group consciousness can be good, mm -hmm. or it can lead you down the wrong path. The well, wrong path. I mean, blind leading the blind, they'll both fall into a ditch. Mm -hmm. I mean that that is a uh, uh, understatement. You know, we had a saying that. Um, if you, if your friends jumped off a bridge, would you jump mm -hmm. off the same bridge too? Right. If your friend does this, are you going to follow peer pressure? Are you yeah. going to follow yeah. the crowd? Are you going to follow what everybody's saying? Uh, or are you going to research it yourself, mm. figure it out and make sure that you're going in the correct direction? Because if the herd's headed in the right direction and they're not going off a cliff, then that's fine. Yeah. But that reminds me of, uh, when, uh, Jesus cast the demons out of Legion. We are, le I am Legion. We are many, mm -hmm. right? He cast those demons out, but where did he put them? He put them in a herd of pigs. Right. And what did they do? They ran off a cliff and drowned and drowned. Yeah. 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 Well, it's interesting that you use the phrase peer pressure because, mm. you know, when I was growing up, we all understood peer pressure. We understood what peer pressure was. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think when you're younger, you have this idea that um, peer pressure is not going to be as much of an issue when you get older. Mm -hmm. But I think that's not true. Right. I, I mean, to a degree, it is true. Okay. Let me say this. All right. I, you. Okay. She's sparking it. Whenever you are, it doesn't matter when you're in grade school, middle school, high school, 
college, workforce, this mentality of high school and herd mentality will follow you all the way through because I know for a fact, because I've been in all of these areas, I've worked in academia, I've worked in secular uh, humanistic thought process, businesses, companies, I've sold insurance, I've been a pest tech, I've worked on appliances, I've taught classes, I've done construction, I've done all of these things in every industry. There's this child, adolescent process that people mm. have not fully went through. And they have still maintained the mentality they had when they were five, mm. all the way through adulthood, working a full-time job that they'll be working the rest of their life. Because they refuse to change, they refuse hmm. to find out for themselves. They took everybody's we're not, word. We're not here to pick on people because we're all a work in progress. Oh, absolutely. But I will use my little thought process here to hmm. say we can overcome this if we right. are remaining teachable right. and learn from others' mistakes and use wisdom and knowledge to right. be able to maintain a good life we're always right. confused well with the way to get rid of confusion is to find out the facts good good point and uh you know i want to emphasize too the part where he he talks about it's kind of this group think that kind of causes a bunch of people to go in the wrong mm -hmm. uh direction you know and into delusion or into um being De misled or deceived whatever depression. the case may be well, that goes along with it, doesn't it? Mm. But then he goes on and says, the but recovering your senses, meaning coming out of the group think or the herd mentality, you know, which is the tendency just to adopt, you know, those influences that are around you, even if it doesn't feel right inside. But, but coming out of that is slow. Mm -hmm. And he goes on to say that it's usually one by one. So right. I think what happens a lot of times is, you know, the person who starts to kind of wake up and think, wait a minute, maybe uh, maybe this idea that everyone seems to be on board with, mm -hmm. maybe it's not a good idea. Right. Uh, but that waking up process is usually slowly and, one, and, and, you know, and so I think we've both been there before where you feel like, am I the only one who doesn't think this seems legit? And you, you, you feel, can like feel very island. alone. Yeah. yeah. Until maybe somebody else comes along. And you realize, okay, they're coming to their senses too. Uh, so I think that that's a great point that he made back in 1841. Um, so, you know, but we're kind of programmed. And again, there's always the, the pros and cons of this. We're kind of programmed from the time we're in school to, um, to conform, mm -hmm. you know? And so, and of course there are societal norms that it's Absolutely, good that yeah. those are followed. Um, Social norms are important, I course. think, yeah. because it, it maintain, maintains a civil society. Yeah, uh, You have to have some sort of social norms that everybody will follow, because right. if everybody did whatever they wanted, it would be yeah. chaos. Right. But when the ideologies, though, start to gravitate towards things that are not really logical, not common sense, not part of God's design, not biblical, not healthy, not stable, that's when we really have, have an issue. Exactly. You know, and, I, but there's still sometimes that pressure, like, well, you're supposed to go along with this idea. I think, I think we, we've gotten, 
we've lost the ability in society to regulate our emotions mm. and be able to uh, understand that everybody's life mm. line, everybody's right. life right. Uh, timeline is a little different. What has happened, their experiential knowledge is different. So, so let me say go. this. When go you said it. you said... Uh, you alluded to regulating your emotions. So if we don't have that ability to regulate our emotions, then the powers that be, whoever wants to influence us, whether it's advertisers, the media, whoever it is, then they're going to appeal to our fragile emotions, mm -hmm. right? And that's where fear-mongering comes in and all these different things. And really, if you think about it, if you're trying to push an ideology uh, by appealing to emotions, that's kind of a type of programming, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And so it's kind of ironic that, you know, when we talk about a television show, we're talking about a program. There's programming on the television. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it's actually programming our brains. Right. You know, it it could be a good way, but oftentimes not, not well, in a good way. Propaganda has been around for centuries. Right. Uh, you know, we had back in the uh, uh, medieval ages, they used propaganda to pay indulgences mm -hmm. uh, to the church. Mm -hmm. And so in order right. for you to get to heaven, you had to mm -hmm. give money yeah. to the church to pay your way to heaven. Mm -hmm. the, the, that ain't, we know that's not how you go to heaven. <laughs> right, right. We understand that. Right. Um, Whenever I was in high school, I got, and not even, high, I say middle school, high school, what a great school, middle school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got picked on a lot. Mm -hmm. I was that little kid that everybody wanted to shove into a locker, give a swirly to, stick in the trash can. I was little. I was mm -hmm. smaller. Um, and when one person would start in on me, I noticed that others would start in on me, mm -hmm. and they would pick on me. So you were on the receiving end. I was on the receiving end mentality. of the herd mentality. That's mm -hmm. what caused me to not really go along with the status quo. I went, mm -hmm. I went against the grain, uh, didn't like people. But deep down, I really loved people. I right. wanted to, I loved hard. I was a hard mm -hmm. lover. I just <laughs> wanted people to love me back. Yeah. And so I wanted to love them with all my heart. And I wanted them to love me in the same way. Right. So the I wanted everybody to get along. I wanted everybody to be okay. I wanted all of that to work. Mm -hmm. It worked all the time. You know, I got, you know, I, I, I had one. I, I, I will. I'll say this. I was in sixth grade, and I had. I made a paper airplane. Oh man! I, I was like, this is really cool. I learned how to make one of those little gliders. I don't know if you guys have ever done these, but the little glider, not like a real paper, like a paper airplane that you mm -hmm. see in like a movie or something, but one that's like folded flat. and it's flat. Yeah. yeah. I threw it. It, it was Drakesboro Elementary School. Um, I was in standing in line coming in from recess and I threw it and the wind caught it. So it stayed up mm -hmm. forever. Well, it made one of the other kids mad. So he kicked me in a like, sensitive area. Mad because he was mad because it was or, good. His didn't no. fly. Mm. And, okay. And then everybody laughed at me mm. and was like, ah, oh, you know, you yeah. got kicked in yeah. this area. Um, they stole your glory. They your stole thunder, my glory you know? and stole my thunder. Yeah. But that's what the crowd wants to do. The mm -hmm. crowd wants nobody to exceed right. the social standards right. that are there. Everybody wants to 
hold you back, laugh at you, mm. but we can't let them do that. Right, right. Right, yeah. And, you know, that's one of those situations where usually in hindsight you think of what you could have done or what you could have said that right. maybe would have stopped it. Yeah, you yeah. Know. But when you're young, you don't, you don't Hindsight's know. Hindsight's 2020. Exactly. You're caught off guard. Right. You don't, you don't know. You always think of like, oh, this would have been the way I could have countered that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, so here's the thing. And, and this is one of the reasons that we do what we do. Why we want to come and, and have conversations like this is because there's always um, a better way. Yeah, than the absolutely. way things are being done, and so you know, when like I mentioned earlier, a lot of times things are used as propaganda. It's 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 trying to to force an idea on you, mm-hmm. but God's word renews our minds, but it doesn't force an idea on us. So it's interesting that you talked about appealing to our emotions, mm-hmm. because that's kind of what the world does right. and tries to do. Yeah. Um, and manipulative people will try to do that, but you know, God's word will appeal to our spirit Mm -hmm. and then, and as well as our soul, Right. but it's in our mind that gets transformed and our spirit gets transformed. And so I really just kind of want to look at the fact that, you know, when God's word will not only renew our minds so that we can, you know, live in peace, but also that we can have wisdom and discernment. Right. Because I think that is such an important thing right now. In, and it, it's an important thing anytime. <laughs> but particularly when there's so many ideas floating around in so many different directions and everyone has an opinion about things. You know, I'm thankful that oftentimes when I'm not sure what to think about something, you know, I can just get quiet and ask for the Lord's direction. Now that doesn't mean I'm always going to get an absolute answer in a, in the, in a moment, but I am going to get peace about where, where my mind should go with something. Um, or if I should be cautious or if something's just downright wrong, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you hear things and it seems like maybe everybody's on board with it, but something in your spirit mm-hmm because of the Holy Spirit, right. says, no, I don't think so. I'm going to, before I weigh in on this, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to hear what God has to say. Yeah. I, I, you know, following the crowd is all, everyone's tendency. We all want to be along. We all want to be a part of something. We all want to take on the, the life uh, of, you know, being wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not always is that the best thing, Um well, what was it that was it your mom or somebody else? I can't remember who it was. It said, if you're hanging out with four people who are doing drugs, you'll end up being the fifth. Right. Uh, if you're hanging out with people, uh, four people who are uh, going and breaking the law, mm-hmm. you'll be the fifth. Mm-hmm. And that's that's been yeah. the thing. It, it's yeah. the peer pressure. You go along yeah. and psychologically. Uh, it's been proven yeah. that you'll change your answer based on what the other people in the room. Yeah, that's true. That's will, true. You you know, if, even if they, if, mm-hmm. even if they give the wrong answer, mm-hmm. you'll go along with the wrong answer yeah. because you don't want to be the outlier. You yeah. don't want to be the oddball. But going back to what you said too about like if you if you're around four people who do this, you'll be the fifth. 
that works in a positive sense too. Absolutely, we'll yes. Hang out with we got to turn that around. People who have goals, they're right. goal oriented, or uh, they're you know, walking with God, whatever the case may be. That's also that positive influence, right. and so uh, that's important to acknowledge as well. Well, um, so so I think we've kind of hit on this idea that you know when you're the one who's who has uh, come to your senses or you're not going along with the crowd. Yes, you can uh, look a, a little absurd at times, but I would rather look absurd than be deceived. We're, you know, the reason this show is called Unexpected is because we don't always know what to expect in our family, in our lives. As, as the Mercers, we, we don't really know... What each day is going to hold. Yeah. We got some creative who kids. Does? Who does though? But right, yes. <laughs> true. And yeah. but I think that's where we can relate to mm-hmm. all of you. Uh, we can relate to people out in public uh, that seem to be, you know, depressed because mm-hmm. they don't think their life turned out quite like they should. You know, mm. life is what happens Been after there. you make your plans. Yeah. And the crowds that you hang with can determine which direction. Yeah. Your life can go. Um, you know, if you got people who are toxic and always negative and always telling you one thing is just horrible, it's worse than ever and all of that, you might want to stay away from them. But you don't want to be with everybody who's always happy-go-lucky either because they can be pie in the sky and head in the sand. Mm-hmm. And we can't do that either. Yep. So <laughs> we're, we're kind of, it's kind of a catch-22. You got to yep. find a balance in life in order to be able to move forward in life. Cause yeah. if you don't have that balance, you're going to fall off one side or the other. And you know, this whole leftist and right leaning and all of this stuff, I think it's all a farce. I think it is a, a, an ideology that will take us in one direction or the other and mm-hmm. keep us divided. So I think that we, mm-hmm. you know, we got to get past our differences and get mm-hmm. into what God created us to be, which is united. Right. And, you know, there, yeah. there's we need to differentiate yeah. between sin and not sin. We need to differentiate between what's right and what's mm-hmm. wrong. And, and there's a common ground that all of us can get to. And I'm not talking about coffee. That's I think there's actually a coffee shop called Common Ground. I used but, to hang out there a lot. Right? Yep. Okay, yeah, I remember that. See? Mm-hmm. See, I'm paying attention mm-hmm. as a husband. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm doing good. See, Husband School 101, pay attention to your wife and don't ever, ever let on that you don't know what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's quite good advice. There's but good anyway. advice. There's bad advice. I give both. All right. Well, you know, and so going back to about you know, following the crowd and and not wanting to be deceived. You know, a few years ago, I don't know how many years it was. It seemed like it was around like 2017, sometime in that period. You know, sometimes when you're just going along and uh, you're in your time of prayer, sometimes just like a, a thought will rise or something will come up in your spirit. And so something that began to come up in my prayers was, Lord, let your truth prevail. Right. And it's like the Lord wouldn't let me get away from praying that his truth was going to prevail. And that's such an important thing for me um, because all those years that I I didn't believe the gospel. Um, and, and so I was deceived for all those years. And so that's it's very important to me to walk in truth. And I know we've got to wrap it up. So I'll... All right. I want to wrap it up with one scripture. 1 Corinthians 1.18, 
And it says, to preach the message of the cross seems like sheer nonsense to those who are on their way to destruction. Or you may know it as, to preach uh, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But it says, but to us who are on our way to salvation, it is the mighty power of God released within us. Mm -hmm. And so 1 Corinthians chapter 1 really is an encouragement to, instead of walking in fake wisdom and the wisdom of this world, it's, it's telling us that we can embrace God's wisdom. So don't be a sheeple. Sheeple. Be, be a people. Be a people. Be a people. Awesome. All right. Well, I think we'll uh, wrap it up for this time. And uh, we just want to encourage you guys to uh, just, just know that God has placed inside of you the gift of discernment, if you will ask him to guide you in that. And know that God has just given us intuition, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. And so, uh, you know, it's like I like to say if, and this is a, a common saying, it's not one that I came up with, but I, I like to lean on this, you know, if it smells fishy, if it seems fishy, then it probably is, you know, and then maybe you need to pay attention to that. So uh, we, we, can, uh, we can have, we can walk in wisdom. And that's unexpected. I'm Lee. And I'm Amy. Please leave a comment. We'll see you later. This is a horrible ending, but it's it's working. No, should we do it again? One more. No, no, we're good. Kidding. Just leave a comment uh, in uh, in below and uh, like us and follow us, uh, whatever platform you're on. And uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you next time. Don't forget to like this video and please subscribe to our channel. Drop your comments below. We'd love to hear from you. If you prefer audio podcasts, please follow us on your favorite streaming platform.